changes. Get ready. It's time for the Sheck Check Podcast. Inspiring to normalize the way we talk about the way we think, feel, and behave. With your host, Erez Sheck. What is up, people? Thank you so much for joining us this week. If you haven't already subscribed to the Sheck Check wherever you are listening from, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podchaser, Player, FM, Radio Public, or pretty much anywhere. Anywhere podcasts are available. Hit that subscribe button so you can get notified when any new episodes come out. You know you want to. I mean, I'm not going to pressure you, but deep down, deep down, I know that you want to. So just give that subscribe button a a tippity-tap, a tippity-tap on that subscribe button, please. Okay, so you know that song from High School Musical, We're All in This Together? Don't worry, I am going to resist the urge to sing it. But it's true, in general, in life, we are all in this together. But if I'm going to get specific, you know, it's got to be around COVID-19 right now, the pandemic, and how it's affecting our lives and how we are existing right now. I have to say that when I look at my social media feeds and I see how people are finding a way, even though physically distanced from others, that people are finding ways to adapt and to create and to survive and to support and to help others to still be a community and a society in this way we are needing to be right now. You know, I've said this time and time again, there is something powerful and uniting in shared lived experiences. Within that, though, it's important to remember that any kind of shared experience or shared event, well, it's going to be different and experienced differently by each of us, which I actually think the differences are what can bring us even closer together. Because in those differences, there is so much to learn about others and even about ourselves. So I put out on social media that I wanted people to answer two questions. One, how is the pandemic affecting you and your life? And two, how are you taking care of yourself? The response I got was overwhelming. And over the next few weeks, I'll be sharing more of what others have shared with me. This week, though, we will start with three of them. Steph Quinn, Don Marie Hamilton, and Anjanette Page. Let's get checked. Hi, my name is Stephanie Quinn, and I live in Mantua, New Jersey, which is around 20 minutes outside of Philadelphia. Um, the quarantine has affected my life drastically. I am a teacher where I teach in Philadelphia. I'm a special education teacher uh, for severely disabled children, and it's been very difficult to be apart from them when I know that their routines are completely turned upside down. Um, So it's difficult for me in that sense that I'm not with my students, but it's also difficult with me uh, for me because my personal children also aren't able to go to school and because they're not able to go to school, their routine is disrupted. You know, they do karate and their dance classes on virtually, which is wonderful. And I appreciate their studios and dojos offering those services, but it's, it's difficult because there's just so much more to keep track of. As a teacher, the best part of being a teacher is those connections that you're able to make with students. And, you know, especially in special education where you can be motherly and, you know, especially with severely profound, you know, disabled children, it's so difficult to not be that mother at school for them. And doing lessons over Zoom, I'm not able to make that connection Whereas I would really want to, and we can't all joke around and, you know, have the fun part. Instead, it's just work, 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 work. Um, in addition to that, my husband was laid off, um, which is part of the gig for being a union electrician, which is fine. But, you know, 
the unemployment situation is just so out of control that he was only able to log on to apply for it just on Monday, and he's been laid off since March 23rd. So it's been a struggle in that sense. Um, And it's also affected me a little bit emotionally, too, because, um, you know, because of the symptoms not necessarily starting right away, you are always in this incubation period of wondering if you're going to end up having symptoms. So like, as an example, last night, I was up from one fifteen until 4.45 until I decided to take melatonin to try to sleep just because I'm not able to handle, I can spiral very out of control very quickly, especially in the middle of the night. So all of a sudden a tickle in my throat, I, I somehow go from having a little tickle to I'm going to die in two weeks. So it's just like very, very difficult and lonely. You know, I, I, I love my husband. I love my kids, but you know, having an interaction with other people is part of being, is part of the wonderfulness of being an extrovert. So that's difficult. The other question was, um, how am I taking care of myself? So what I'm trying to do every day is we, we have a list of things that we want to get done around the house. So we're trying to do something every day, even if it's just doing the dishes, making sure we do something. Um, I try to get dressed every day. I try to take a shower every day. We go for a lot of walks um, and we watch a lot of movies, do board games. So we're trying to make the most of it in the sense of, you know, the fact that we're not always able to be together like this in a situation where we can't run away to Target or run away to, you know, go hang out with friends or have play dates and different things. And also I'm taking the melatonin when I can't sleep. And honestly, just talking to people has helped. You know, I know that it's difficult to talk about anything that isn't COVID-19 right now, but being able to talk to people, like I texted my mother-in-law, my mom, my sister, and my sister-in-law all this morning explaining how awful I slept last night. And they all said that they've experienced the same thing, that this is really difficult. And knowing that you're not alone in that is also very helpful. Hi. I'm Dawn Marie. I'm a theatrical dresser and a children's musician. So COVID-19 basically shut down my whole industry as we knew it. But the music needs to go on and the parents need a distraction for the children who are home all the time. So I'm doing six live stream concerts every week. It's kept me positive and given me a sense of structure and the parents have been very appreciative. And it's a real morale booster when the parents send me pictures and videos of the children responding to me and my music. As a single woman, I'm very grateful for FaceTime and Zoom and all of the various ways we can connect remotely with family and friends. I'm also very grateful for my cat, Roxy. She's been extra snuggly and very calming to me during all of this. As far as taking care of myself, I've been very cognizant about self-care during shelter-in-place. I've been meditating two to three times a day. I've been taking long walks every couple of days. I've been cooking and baking healthy, comforting foods. I've watched a lot of great live stream theater. My favorites are the operas from the Met. I've established self-care Sundays where I take an extra long shower, uh, deep condition my hair, and do a facial mask. This past Sunday, I gave myself a pedicure as well. These rituals ground me and make me feel a lot less stressed. And that's how I'm dealing with the COVID-19 shelter in place. This is Anjanette Page. For me, this has been different than it would be for a lot of people. Three years ago, when I was in psychosis, I predicted the end of the world in three years. So I'm not saying that (laughs) 
that is my prediction. Is it all true? Um, or that I was correct at that time. A lot of the things I was saying in psychosis were not necessarily accurate. But because I believed it on such a strong level, I processed through the possibility of an upset in three years already mentally and physically. I talked to my therapist about this um, just yesterday, and she mentioned that because I had already kind of gone through this shift and had accepted it so fully that my system kind of took into account what could possibly happen. And so the panic that a lot of people are feeling and the anxiety that a lot of people are feeling has not hit me on the same level. I think another reason this hasn't been as hard for me on the social distancing as I did have experience within a mental institution where I was taken away from society and I was cut off from the norms that I had. And so I've kind of already processed that as well. I've already experienced being in a place where I couldn't just go out to eat. And I couldn't just go and see friends. Um, I was in seclusion. So a lot of what's going on right now isn't necessarily affecting me personally, emotionally. Um, I do obviously get concerned, like, if I could possibly bring this home to my kids, and if I were to die, how that would affect their lives and leaving people behind. That stuff does concern me on some level, but it's more in a place of logically trying to get through things day to day as they're going on, which kind of brings me into your next question of how I'm taking care of myself during this time. Right before the pandemic happened, I I started making long term goals for myself. And I thought, oh, I can start looking to my future. My kids are getting to this age where they are almost done with school. And so I'll be able to move and I'll be able to kind of do the things that I want to do. And so I started putting goals into place um, that were more long term. And as this started happening, I started noticing my head was kind of shutting down with it because I was like, well, as I had said before, I processed that it was going to be the end of the world at some point. So my brain is kind of like, well, maybe I shouldn't even be worrying about all that that's happening. And at first, I was kind of in this place where I was like, well, what's the point? Or everybody's so panicked right now. I'm too nervous to do anything because I'm feeling everyone else's anxiety. But then I really started to just say, you know, if I just do this one thing, I'm going to feel better. And the more I did the one thing that was on my big list to do, the better I felt. And so that's how I've started processing how I'm taking care of myself during this time is just really tuning in to the things that need to be done right now and the things that I can do right now. Um, I actually am someone who does have to work because I am I work at a mental hospital now and they consider me an essential employee. The people there don't get to leave and they still need care. So there is a little bit of concern about like if it goes through the hospital, if, if people start getting sick, what happens at that point? And I just told my family, you know, if that time comes, we'll address it. Once again, just being in the moment and making the best decisions that we can going forward day to day, minute by minute. And that's kind of how I'm taking care of myself. That and a lot of bubble baths and tea. I love those things. So maybe those shares connected with you. Maybe bits and pieces connected with you. Maybe they got you to think. Maybe they got you to feel. 
maybe you hadn't thought about certain things before and found perspective or created some space in your own views. All things you can check yourself on on your own, write it down, sing about it in the shower, FaceTime a friend and talk about it, or maybe, just maybe, you are inspired to share your experiences and answer those questions with the world on the Shack Check. If you do, if you want to answer those two questions and share your experiences, head on over to theshackcheck.com and hit up the contact page and send me a message. Just put my experience in the subject line. The link is in today's show notes. I think it is always important to hear and share our lived experiences when and if we are comfortable. And honoring our own experiences and honoring others' experiences can bring a lot of compassion and understanding, which we always need. As usual, keep taking care of yourself because when you are all up in the taking care of yourself game, you are taking care of others. So, you know, get your head in the game. Okay, so I really need to chill. I need to chill with the high school musical references. Or maybe I just need to head on over to Smule and and sing it out myself. Until next time, Sheck Check out. Thank you so much for listening to the Sheck Check podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever you listen to for your favorite podcast. All linked up on our website, www.thesheckcheck.com. If you are picking up what we are laying down and want to help spread the word and live by example, leave a review and share with friends. Until next time, check yourself before you wreck yourself.